Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats, where, man, oh, man, a lot of stuff happened over the weekend, and we're going to talk all about it. We got overreaction Monday. Will the Yankees finish under 500 for the first time since 1992? The Seattle Mariners, they are charging hard. Will they get into the playoffs? We'll also talk about Justin's first start back in Houston on the mound there at Minute Maid Park against the Angels and Shohei Otani. By the way, speaking of Shohei, missing his start this week on the mound, we'll talk about that and if that is cause for concern. It's also Monday, which means Monday's with mom, but she had a great one this week. Team of the week, player of the week, power rankings, the new and improved power rankings. This one, there's a lot to talk about. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to it. Fly ball onto the track at the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field and gone. What a game. What a moment. Happy Monday, my friends. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Curry, who I am sure had a great weekend. Alex, what did you do this weekend? I, you know what? You'd be rough. I'm proud of myself. I turned down a bunch of things this weekend and I hibernated for like 12 hours on Saturday night, which was glorious. Wow. I did go to the birthday parties. I did not go to two concerts that I was invited to. So wow. I know what a tough, I felt, I felt good. I felt proud of me. I was tired and I listened to my body, which was wow. great. That's great. I saw you were playing pool. I didn't get an invite. Oh, I didn't really do. Well, yeah. Went yeah. to play some pool. Didn't do a lot this weekend though. Watched a lot of baseball. No oh, golf yeah. this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Good. You just, know what's something really cool we did before yes. kind of to kick off the weekend. We mentioned this was coming and we went to do it. Oh, we have a billboard at the Bad News Bears Park just down the street that has a giant bullseye on it that says, hit me. So we went to the Little League Park and took some batting practice to try and hit the billboard. And uh, it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I think what ep- I think it was... One of the episodes last week, we literally left the studio yeah. to go over there and try and help hit the billboard. We we did just that. We left. We went over there. It's about 10 minutes from where we are currently, the Bad yeah. News Bears field. And uh, yeah, I w- one interesting fact about all this here, if you're watching, you can see the video. The, the sign that says, hit it here or hit me, whatever it says, the, the bullseye. Yeah. There's a really tall fence in right field. It says, hit this sign. Yeah. There's a really tall fence in right field, which you learned it's really tall because the 405, which might be the busiest highway in the entire world is directly over the fence. So we get there and shout out to the entire little league for one, letting that, making this happen and getting yeah. us out there and putting this billboard up. But I was, I was talking to Mark and Jeff who are, who are help out at the little league out there. And they said, Hey, just please try not to hit it. 
onto the 405. Don't hit it over the sign. Don't hit it over that fence there. And my, in my head, it's like that the bullseye is three minutes, three, three feet from the top of the fence. Yeah. And it's 200 some feet. What, what do you think I can do? Just like if Not, I try and hit that sign, there's a chance it's going to go over, but I will err on missing it under. So Alex, I was pretty proud of myself. I mean, you did hit it over. I Well, twice. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. But and I also then at the very end, yeah, the very last swing of the day, you hit directly in the middle of the bullseye. Yeah. It was rad. I was playing pepper all around that, all around that bullseye. And then had one swing left because the swing prior, I hit it over. Yep. And I was told, Ben, you have, you have one more. (laughs) Stop hitting, please. And I did it on the last one. It was so cool. Another really, uh, I learned fun fact about this park after I posted the video. So my family's born and raised Los Angeles. My Mm -hmm. mom grew up in Beverly Hills. My dad grew up in West LA and Mar Vista. I grew up in Manhattan beach. And after I posted this video, my mom's like, that's the little league field that I used to go and score games at. So my mom used to go and score all the games when she was in seventh and eighth grade and just hang out at that little league field. So I was like, Cool. More bad news bears connections here. It was cool. It yeah. was a great experience and uh, still got it, you know? Yeah. Still got it. It's, it's I, a little league field. Well, I mean, you <laughs> hitting a bullseye 225 uh-huh. feet away, small bullseye. Yeah, I'll easy? give it to you. Yeah. It's not easy. I know. You know who else still got it? Who? Your brother <laughs> making his re-debut back I in I'm Houston. I'm disappointed I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I should be. He did. Yes. He did. Uh, that was part of my weekend. Well, I guess... It was Friday. Yeah. So we recorded. We haven't done an episode since yep. he pitched on Friday. First start back in Houston, six innings, three earned runs, seven strikeouts, got the win on the mound. Uh, it was nice. The offense put up a ton of runs for him. They had a video played when he came back. The crowd was huge. It was his 500th start. That's cool. Of his career on the mound, which is really cool because going into it, he had 250 wins. That was his 251st win. Obviously, a ton of no decisions mixed in. So it's not like it was 250 yeah. and 250 going in, but yeah, he had 250 wins. He had just gotten that his 500th start of his career and then his re-debut at Minute Maid Park. Uh, and it went really well. Good start back there. So cool weekend. A, a lot, a lot happened in the baseball world though, besides us hitting billboards and, and Justin pitching. Yeah. But he was also facing your favorite oh, player yeah. of all time. Who's not your brother. So how are you in those moments? Are you well? Are you unwell? Are you unhinged? I am. I am. Well, you know this. I am unwell when he pitches in general. I know. So then I just feel like there's a lot more on the line when it's against Shohei one, because he's a really good hitter, but two, just like what it means for, for me and how many people will just like, if Shohei were to hit a home run off Justin, it would be like all over the place and on social media. So it's just, it just feels like, not because of other people. It's just a big at bat, you know, like I I really like Shohei. He's my favorite player in the, you know, like one of my favorite players in the game, one of my favorite players of all time. I I say one of, because I I typically answer who's my favorite player. I answer Chipper Jones and Al Kaline. Okay. But like, you know, you get what I'm saying. He's you're allowed to have new, I have a lot of favorite favorite players. players. Shohei is one One of them. So that matchup, it's just like, everybody looks to me. It's like, Oh, it's your brother against your guy. My mentions that day are just full of like Ben and Shohei stuff. Which is why you didn't text me back when your brother was pitching. Yes. My phone wasn't working. My phone was dead. You'll believe that one. My phone's always dead. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you're watching right now, um, there's actually a video behind us of Ben at the bar with his phone plugged in because it is always dead and he is always on empty. Um, phone and computer I'll, always struggling, but I'll yes, believe that 
like 60%. Here's, if you're watching, there is the video of this isn't a bad. Justin actually ended up striking out Shohei this at bat, but you can just see how unwell I get during games. And yeah. it's, uh, but yeah, it, it, Shohei ended up with a single. Justin got the best of him two times. Yeah. It was good. It was all good. Got the win on great. the mound. It was good. And that is not an overreaction, but let's get in to our first segment here on Monday's overreaction Monday. I'm going to give a statement and Ben's going to tell me if it's an overreaction or not. So let's get started with our first one, which is the Braves will finish with the best record in major league baseball. Look, the Braves are easily the best team in baseball right now, and they're only getting healthier. So I will say, yes, they do finish with the best record in Major League Baseball. I know the Orioles are are the second closest. I believe they're about three games behind them overall. But I just don't see the Braves. The Braves are the best team in baseball. Offensively, we've mm-hmm. talked about it a ton. One through nine, their nine hole hitter was an all-star. I mean, one through nine, it is by far the deepest lineup in baseball. And then you can talk about their pitching where they just continue to get healthier. So they didn't do a ton at the trade deadline because they didn't need to do a ton at the trade deadline, right? They yeah. basically added to, they're basically adding arms without having to trade away talent. So I just think Pitching wise, yes, they're going to be fine. Max Fried comes back. He was great in his first start back against the Cubs. But then offensively is where this team is just, I don't think anybody else right now can can compare. I mean, like I said, the number nine hitter, our RCO was an all-star. And then you start talking about their, their home run totals and entering the new week or entering Sunday, the Braves are 25 homers away from the franchise record that they set in 2019. And there's still 47 oh, they're, games they're to go. Crush that record. They're going to break the all time MLB record, yeah. which was set by the Minnesota twins. They're on pace to hit 316 home runs as a team. They're 75 and 41. As you know, we record during Sunday night baseball. They're currently losing to the Mets right now in the seventh inning. Um, but I, I just don't see a world what Matt Olson is doing. He took oh, yeah. over the league lead in home runs. He's at 42 homers. He leads leading all of baseball there. He's got over a hundred RBIs already. I mean, I just, I don't see a way in which another team finishes with a better record than the Atlanta Braves. I just don't. I don't either. And the other great thing is, as you mentioned, I mean, every single piece of this team is great. Top to bottom in the lineup, starting rotation, bullpen doing great. I mean, just seeing what they did to the Mets on Saturday in those doubleheader, doubleheader games, winning 21 to three and then six to nothing. I mean, they absolutely crushed yeah. New York. Absolutely and, crushed. And nobody's talking about the biggest trade line trade deadline acquisition of the entire league. Nobody's talking about him, which is Nikki Lopez, my friend, Nikki Lopez (laughs) going from the Royals to the Braves and having one of the best games anybody's had all season long this year, best trade deadline pickup, not Max Scherzer, not (laughs) Justin Verlander. It was Nikki Lopez for the Atlanta Braves because in his first game, Uh Starting for the Atlanta Braves, he had four hits, five RBIs, an upper deck home run in the ninth inning. And then after he hit that homer in the ninth, he went out and pitched the ninth inning for the Braves, a scoreless ninth inning. So get this 
only players this season with five RBIs in a game and a scoreless inning pitched Shohei Otani and Nikki Lopez. <laughs> that is epic. What can you, you can't argue with. I tweeted yeah. this. I am now friends with the two greatest two way players in the sport. American league, Shohei Otani national league, Nikki Lopez. This is huge for me. It is huge for you. I'm no, proud. I, I'm proud I, I am you. pumped for Nikki. Cause yeah, you know, just one being out there with the Royals this year can't be easy being on that team that is not winning many ball games. And he just, you know, like we've talked about it with other players, you get moved and it's almost like a resurgence, right? Like, yeah. it's like, wow, I'm getting this opportunity to play on a really good team. So, and then he comes out and does that. It was awesome. I mean, he also went from one of the worst teams in the league to the greatest team in the league. I mean, talk about a glow up. And became the greatest player in the National League as a result. We'll give that Nikki to you. Lopez. All Shout right. out Nikki Lopez. Not an overreaction. Not an overreaction. Let's get to our next overreaction Monday. The Yankees will finish under 500 for the first time since 1992. No, the Yankees won't finish with a losing record. But since when did the 500 mark become the benchmark for the New York Yankees? Right? I mean, the baseline for the Yankees used to be World Series or bust. Yeah. And now for the last, I don't know, decade plus, it just feels like that's not the case. And then we watched the ALCS last year where they get swept by the Astros and the GM, Brian Cashman, comes out and says, well, hey, guys. We were four games away from the World Series. Let's, you know, let's talk about this a little what better a than we are. What a spin. Like, can we just acknowledge <laughs> that? It, that was one of the most epic spins actually, someone has ever you know made. What? I actually love it. You have to respect spin that. Zone. Spin zone. Yep. We were four games from the World Series. What are you uh-huh. going to say now? It, there's no lie. There's no lie. <laughs> there's no, no lie. lie was told. You didn't get swept. You get swept, but like you were four games away. It was an, an ultimate I, spin. I love me a good spin zone. Yeah. And that was an ultimate spin That was spin an ultimate zone. spin zone. But, but. Seriously, this used to be in the 90s, back in the day, in the 90s. World Series or bust. It was World Series or bust. And they were they were either winning World Series or yeah. getting to World Series. And now it just, it feels like things are changing with this Yankees team. And it feels like that's coming from the top with Hal Steinbrenner instead of George Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman. I almost feel like he's in a position now where we're seeing... I don't know if this is this is the right way to say it, but I almost feel like Brian Cashman is now getting exposed because he doesn't have the wallet of George Steinbrenner. Mm. Not that Hal Steinbrenner doesn't have that same wallet. He's just clearly not as willing to spend as George was. It's sort of like the Tigers situation with Mr. I, you know, Mike Illich compared to Chris Illich. Like same wallet, same yep. family, just maybe a little different like mentality on how the business aspect is working. Uh, and I feel like that's what's going on with the Yankees. And then an, ar- an article came out recently that Andy Martino, who writes for, about the Yankees and the Mets for SNY, came out that I, I want to address, where he said, Brian Cashman, this is paraphrasing, Brian Cashman shouldn't be fired because he's had 25 straight winning seasons. Again, I, the, a lot of those at the beginning were... George Steinbrenner or, or coming out of the George Steinbrenner era. We're no longer in that era. We're in the high house Steinbrenner era. And I just feel like it's not going as well. And something needs to be changed here. I mean, let's take a serious look at the Yankees recent acquisitions, right? This is in my opinion, 
This is where the GM has the biggest say. In those trade deadline free agent acquisitions, what are you going to do? Who are you going to bring in to help the team? Let's really talk about that. The big one last offseason, not including Aaron Judge because he, he was on the team and they knew all of the... I'm going to exclude Aaron Judge from this. Carlos Rodon, hurt. The year prior at the deadline, Andrew Benintendi, hurt. Harrison Bader, got hurt. Frankie Montas, hurt and still hurt. Lou Trevino, hurt. Scott Efros, hurt. The names go on and on and on, going even further back. Matt Carpenter, hurt. Josh Donaldson, hurt. What is the evaluation process for for Brian Cashman and this New York Yankees team? The free agents that you're bringing in are not working. When I grew up in the 90s, the free agents or the trades that the Yankees would have made, let's go back to last year, when the Yankees ended up trading for Frankie Montas. You know who the number one pitcher at the trade deadline was that year? Luis Castillo, but the Yankees went for that next best option and that didn't work out. And obviously an injury came in play there and and all of that really fell apart. But the point being the Yankees that I grew up with, go get Luis Castillo and sign him long-term and then have Luis Castillo who's dominating in the rotation, but they went for that next best option. I just, this isn't the Yankees that I grew up watching. It's not. And they are flirting around. They're around the 500 mark this year. Do I think they end up below 500 with a losing season? No, I do not. But the theme here with the Yankees is just that it, it from the top down, I, I don't think it's being run the same way that it was 20 years ago. I know it wasn't. And I think that's what's hurting this Yankees team. So honest opinion, do you think the Yankees should replace Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone? I think, I think Brian Cashman, in my honest opinion, needs to go. And I think Aaron Boone, as a result, would, I, I think that would follow. I currently, I've gone from thinking Aaron Boone needs to go to feeling bad for Aaron Boone because for being a punching, punching bag, bag. Yeah. for the organization's wrongdoings and, and inability to oh, make moves. I like, I like you feel bad for him now, though. I do. I mean, the, the team does nothing at the trade deadline. Nothing. They didn't buy. They didn't sell. Either way would have been good. Look at what the Mets did, right? They sold. They went for it. They sold. The Yankees had two options. They could have either gone for it or sold, but they did nothing. And Aaron Boone got marched out there to all of the media and was asked to speak on that and speak about the team doing nothing. Well, it's not Aaron Boone's decision. It's not. It's Brian Cashman's. Yeah. And Hal Steinbrenner's. Is this the moment that changed your mind? I did love the ejection. I love the ejection. His meme moment ejection. Yeah. Look, I, I, I... Who am I to, to, to yeah. judge him as a manager? Do I, I, I think he's ultimately gone. I think Brian Cashman needs to be the one. And I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I've seen enough. Yeah. Let's talk trade deadline acquisitions. Let's talk free agent acquisitions and really have a discussion about how good the Yankees have been with their evaluation process over the last 10, 20 years. Like really, maybe not 20, but the last decade. Have they hit? Sure. Have they missed? They've missed more often than they've hit. And that's the problem for the Yankees. It is. All right. Let's move on to our next overreaction. The Mariners will grab the final wild card spot from the Blue Jays. I do believe the Mariners will make the playoffs this year. Okay. They are one of the hottest teams in, in baseball, perhaps the hottest team in, in the American League. Them and the, the Rangers have probably been the two of the hottest teams since the all-star break, really. The Mariners yeah. have been fantastic. And 
You know, you look back at July 31st on that date, the Mariners were 39 and 42, six games behind the playoff spot. Then they go, they have a great July come out of the all-star break and they go on a tear. They win those eight games in a row. They get back in it. They're over 500. They climb within a half a game of a wild card spot. If you want to be completely truthful, mm-hmm. they tied it up in, in the wild card race before they ended up losing Saturday night to go back down to a half game and then lose on Sunday as well. But a very good series there. Alex, Matt Olson, literally just absolutely murdered his 43rd home run of the year. Wow. He is on fire. Fire. Look at that. Side note. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, So I I do think they're, they're hot enough currently to get in. And I think it's going to be because of their pitching Luis Castillo, ace of the staff, Logan Gilbert, and probably the most underrated this season, the pitcher having one of the most underrated seasons is George Kirby, who has a 3.11 ERA on the season. Three dominant starts in a row now. The rotation is doing their part. The offense is doing enough. They were, again, soft sellers at the deadline. Yep. They weren't buyers, but this team decided to say, hey, we are uh, we are going to go win. And when they are, I think they can get in. Now, will it be over the Jays, which was the question here, yep. the overreaction? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think it could also be over the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are again for the last few months now have been playing about 500 baseball five and Um, five in the last 10. So they have a, they have a healthy lead in the wild card, but things are kind of falling apart down there with the Shane McClanahan stuff. And uh, I'm not going to speak on it. Look it up. If Wander Franco stuff going on, there's just a lot going on Bad, and it's not good vibes down there in Tampa right now. No. So, it could be the Jays. It could be the Rays. I do think either the Astros or Rangers will for sure I, have one of that, one of those spots. I do too. But I, I think the Mariners could get in over either the Jays or Rays. Which is crazy because we were talking about the AL East in the beginning of the year being like the craziest, hottest division. And now it might be the AL West who's like creeping to get into that wild card spot. Yeah. Two of the two of the three. All right. Let's move on to our next overreaction Monday speaking. Of the AL West. The Angels should be highly concerned about Shohei Otani skipping his start. The Angels should be highly concerned, but it ain't about Shohei and making his start. Mm -mm. They should be highly concerned about their their standings and this season. But Shohei is going to miss his scheduled start this week. Uh, He went to Phil Nevin and basically said, hey, I'm tired. I need a day. And I'm sure. And I would hope and pray that the reaction was, yeah, you do need a day, yeah. buddy. The fact that you thank are standing you. in front of me in one piece, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for. Yes. Thank you for coming to me. You certainly take as much time as you need. I, I actually imagine Shohei will DH in that game. He just wants the days. He Arm fatigue will. is what he said. Uh, so no, they should not be worried about Shohei Otani. This is apparently, uh, as it came out, not injury related. It just, it feels like for the last few months, let's say maybe not a few months, last month or so, mm-hmm. every start he goes out there, you're just worried. Is he going to be able to get through this? So some sort of finger issue arises, a fingernail issue, a blister, a hand a cramp. cramp, 
Um, there's just a lot going on. He's obviously exhausted and he should be no other human being on the planet, I think would be able to be in one piece at this point. So I, I'm not concerned about it at all. Um, he definitely needs a day. If, if the angels can't get into the playoffs because Shohei Otani took one day that he couldn't pitch or decided to, to miss a start, then they have way more issues than, well, than just him. We know that. Exactly. That's yeah, my point. We, we this ain't the problem. No, no, no. It's not and, and it's not a problem at all. No. More power to you. Take your day. Yep. Kick your feet up. I'm sure Thank you're you. still going to hit a homer. Yes, he will. But kick your feet up. Eat some bananas to prevent the cramping and go out there and hit some homers. I'm just like, it's about damn time. Otani, you've needed a yeah, break. Thank is. you for finally taking one. Okay. Yep. All right. We got one more overreaction Monday. Our final one. This was the best weekend of MLB ceremonies uh, ever. It was awesome. We had a Felix Hernandez ceremony. We had a Fernando Valenzuela ceremony. We had a Jose Bautista ceremony and they were all great. Let's start with the Felix Hernandez one. Okay. King Felix out there in Seattle. They did it up right. Um, he came out from where they did the all-star celebrations, out out right, came out from right center field, the smoke going up. Um, it was just an awesome ceremony for him and, and everybody there. And they surprised him or he was surprised like the, his throne, the King Felix throne. Yeah. They surprised him with Adrian Beltre came I and obviously they're really, really good friends. And as he walked out, they shared a really awesome embrace and King Felix was in tears. Yeah. Uh, it was just a, a really, really cool ceremony for a guy that had one of the, one of the greatest careers as a pitcher, uh, in, in my general, in my lifetime. I mean, when, when that guy was on, he was on and he was one of the most dominant pitchers in, in the game, a fantastic career. But Alex, after <laughs> this is great. They were playing the Orioles. Yeah who their closer's name is Felix Bautista. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I think it's sort of a little like, hey, it might be to get under people's skin sometimes, but the Orioles fans and, and yeah, I think it happened like once or twice, but Felix Bautista got the save and people are saying King Felix got the save and the reaction. We're going to play this in a second, but the reaction from the, the Mariners like broadcasters yeah. after the game is comical. I thought they were, I, I thought they were going to cry. I really did. <laughs> I did. So let's listen to the Mariners broadcasters here. Talk about the King Felix situation. Baseball analyst, Ryan Roland Smith. I just hope the Orioles don't like tweet out in the social media, say, you know, King Felix oh. gets the win today against thank, the Mariners and don't. Thank you. Many ideas. Come on. We have the real King. That's right. And it is our King Felix. And we'll have more on uh, the King as he got his crown hall of fame crown. <laughs> it's a nickname. You guys, it's a nickname. We, we have, we have the he's, real King. He's our King. He's our King. He's our King Felix. I mean, you guys, I, come, come on. on guys. I hope they're not putting it out on the social medias. I mean, come on. It was, I mean, Felix Bautista is out there throwing one Oh two. He got the win in that game. Yeah. And they just like, of course, when the baseball world thinks King Felix, it's Felix Hernandez. hundred percent. So like, (laughs) it was just like, look, yeah, they, I, I, it sounded like, it sounded like they were like, they were on the verge of tears. They they were definitely, Uh, but that was an awesome one. Uh, Fernando Valenzuela with the, with Dodgers was really cool as well. There's a mariachi band, which is great. Brad. Who doesn't love a good mariachi band? I love Dodger stadium has like a, 
a house mariachi band that plays in between innings that I just absolutely love. Yeah. I, I love mean, it. the, the one, he's a pitcher from, he's a Mexican, the words here, Mexican yep. legend. So to do it with a mariachi band, obviously the heritage around here at Dodger stadium, yep. uh, the, the history in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. like Fernando Valenzuela being a Mexican pitcher in LA, just, I, I think just added to the, to the legend that he is yep. and to have the mariachi band following him out there, it's the beautiful. ceremony, uh, the tears, the tears were a theme over the weekend with these ceremonies yeah. and, uh, the, the Dodgers did that one, right. That was awesome. And then lastly, another one, Jose Bautista. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Jose Bautista cause he kind of got the, the bat flip era going with the most, one of the most epic bat flips you'll ever see. It was a bat Chuck, if you will. And uh, yeah, he had his ceremony, uh, tears flowing there as well. So yeah, absolutely. Greatest baseball ceremony weekend that we have ever gotten. He had, he had a video play on the board, a heartfelt message from family, mm-hmm. uh, some past Blue Jays, current Blue Jays fans. It was really cool. It was beautiful. Yeah. I, I love celebrations, like any kind of like happy celebration. So seeing just legendary players take a moment, because I think these are the moments where they finally get to realize how cool it was what they did like not often do you get to take a step back and you not when you're playing it's not often while you're playing and it's after to have these moments to feel the appreciation and really reflect on the impact that you had on the game that you love so it's i love all of this yeah are you getting your phone ready for Mondays with mom? It's Mondays with mom time. Okay. I was like, are you, are you tweeting? Like what's happening right I'm now? just texting like, while I, you're talking. Like, I'm just texting. I was looking over. I was like, he's just looking down at his phone. Just texting my pals. Okay. It's Mondays with mom. What did she, Mondays what with did mom. mom of Verlander say this week? Came about because my mom is always listening to the show or watching baseball and sending me just great texts that yeah. I think the world needs to hear about. And this week. She did not let me down. So Mondays with mom this week, she texted me on Tuesday after listening to an episode and said, love the passion you have on air. However, you might want to watch your language a little bit. Lots of expletives lately. LOL. Kids are listening with three (laughs) ear emojis. I love this so much because I think I'm condition just from being on broadcast TV you for over just a decade. said the D word. I will no longer be cussing anymore. You're the one with the bad language. What did here. I say? You said damn. That damn's bad. Yes. It's a cuss word. It's damn? an expletive. No, it's not. Are you kidding me? I don't think damn's bad. Yes. I mean, I don't, it's a bad word. It's about damn time. That's bad. Oh, you can see there's a million songs with worse with bad words in it. But every, you've been saying shit a lot. And they're I, one of the same. They're bad I know, words. But I, like, I've been conditioned that when you hear a cuss word, you're supposed to immediately apologize when you're on a when you're on a broadcast. On then you TV. should apologize for and saying I, the D word. Every time you do it, I'm like, oop, oop. So I'm like, look, we were allowed to say those things on this show. But like, I I noticed myself being like, ooh, that's getting spicy today. Oh, yeah, you go. Just um, also, uh, <clears throat> 107 unread text messages. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Mm. What? I, what is wrong with you? So here's the thing. This is fair. This is very fair. Um, it got out of, it got past the point of no return. It got a little out of hand. When? Well, a long time ago at this Wait, point. What? Why don't you just take it, take a day, go through, delete, check, 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 delete. Cause I don't want to, <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It bothers you now. It bothers others. Well, you know what? I actually, I can't 
really. How do you have? How many emails? <laughs> Fifty-three thousand six hundred and fifty. <laughs> Does it say that number on your phone? It's <laughs> Mine's it. Okay. So my current, I don't know how this showed a hundred. Yeah. When I go to my mom's text, it shows 112. But if I go to yeah. my home screen, 441 unread text messages, oh. 591 unread emails and 31 missed calls. <laughs> The text messages, I don't understand. The emails I get because it's a bunch of junk that doesn't show up on my Gmail. Like it yeah. gets divided. So I don't see those. But yeah. on my phone, it's just. Look, it got out of hand. It just got past the point of no return. And a lot of it is, is some of it is group text. Where if I just go click uh, it, like a big chunk of that yeah, will, yeah, will yeah. come away. All right. Um, That's fair. Yeah. I, wait, hold on. Before, just say, before we move on. Yeah. The, you don't think. The D word is a bad word. No, I didn't know it was. Yes, it's a bad why? word. I, I, what do you mean? Why? I don't know why bad words are, like, bad, what are words. bad words. Like I was told like shut up was a bad word growing up. No. Yes. But, yeah. but no damn's worse. Why? Alex, I don't we get need it. to have a, I don't get it. I don't shit is like referring to literal poop. poop. I don't know why words Dam's are bad. A dam, but like beaver's bill. No, that's D-A-M. D-A-M-N is a bad word. D-A-Y-M. Damn. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You. <laughs> that is a bad word. And you said a bad word. And what? I'm no longer cussing because I will listen to my mom for at least the remainder of this episode. Yeah, right. But you're. Just say sorry, Mama Verlander. We don't You need to. to apologize for this episode, what? not me. I didn't know. Let's move on. You didn't know. All right. Let's move on to team of the week. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Good team of the week this week. Uh, one player. Yep. From every position. Best player from each spot from the week that was from important note here. Yep. Sunday through Saturday. So the previous Sunday through this past Saturday is our time frame. So this last Sunday is not added. Yesterday is not added. Correct. Basically. Okay. Correct. Well, uh, let's get started behind the plate with Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras, uh, Cardinals legend behind the plate, 438, two homers, seven RBIs, and an OPS over 1,400. Uh, just a weird, weird season for him. Weird season for the Cardinals, but like he was their big acquisition and he's, you know, putting together a solid year after like all that drama that happened at the beginning of the year. But Wilson yeah. Contreras is my catcher. All right. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, the the man of the week up at first base, Matt Olson. Yeah. Matt Olson, 387, four home runs, 11 RBIs in OPS over 1300. And those four homers does not include the homer that we just saw happen live here in front of us on the Sunday night game when he hit home run number 43 on the mm-hmm. year. This does not include that. He still had four homers and 11 RBIs on the year. He leads major league baseball now with 43 homers is over a hundred RBIs. What a year he is having Matt Olson, my first baseman. Insane. All right. Moving to second base. One of your faves, Jose Altuve. This one's pretty simple. Jose Altuve hit 560 on the Ooh. week, 560. With a homer, six RBIs, and an OPS of 1445. Jose Altuve, my second baseman. And we got Hayes over at third base. Ryan Hayes, fantastic week. I I I I really I'm rooting for him yeah. in his career. I love him. I love watching him. I love watching the way he plays. He is uh when you have the conversation for best defensive third baseman in the game, everybody points to Matt Chapman and Nolan Arnato fairly and understandably, but Cabrian Hayes is, is might be the best of the bunch there. And 
He's healthy now. And he had 381 on the week with three homers, 10 RBIs, an OPS of almost 1,400. He's been on a tear for a little while now. And I am excited next year for an infield, a left side of the infield of Cabrian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz at mm. shortstop and third base. That'll be great. All right. Speaking of shortstop, this week's is Trey Turner. Trey Turner. It's about damn time. How about it? Another cuss word. Apologize to my mom. Uh, Sorry about my Verlander. 481, a homer, five RBIs, and an OPS of 1,300 on the week. You can point to the day that the Philly crowd gave him a standing ovation when he was hitting 235 on the year and was really, really, really struggling. And that day he got a big hit. The next day he had a huge home run. And ever since then, he has been on a tear. Shout out Trey Turner. Shout out the Philly crowd for being some of the best fans in the world. This is a really cool situation. And Trey Turner, Captain America, as he became during the World Baseball Classic, is one of the most fun and exciting and electric players in the game of baseball. And it had just been a very unfortunate and frustrating year for a player that is definitely one of the best players in the game. And look, the Phillies are one of the best teams in baseball this year. They have the disadvantage of they're absolutely going to be a wild card team because the Braves are going to win that division but they have like the third best record in the national league at this point. They're going to be a playoff team. Who cares what Trey Turner has done all year long. If he helps you in the playoffs, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Absolutely. He's my shortstop. Let's move to the outfield. Now, remember these are just three outfielders, not by position. Let's get started with Kerry Carpenter, Kerry Carpenter, Detroit Tigers legend, baby. What a week Four eighty-one, four homers, six RBIs, and an OPS of 1480 on the week. Maybe a little more underrated name in the game of baseball, but he's been really good for that Tigers offense for a little while now. And a great, great week. He is my first of three outfielders, Kerry Carpenter. Second, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I mean, he's been on this for multiple times in the Mm -hmm. last few months, I feel like. 455 in the last week. This is just in the last week, but in the last month, he's hitting over 400, 455 on the week, two homers, seven RBIs and an OPS of 1300 on the week. You know, Cody Bellinger has become a completely different hitter than MVP Cody Bellinger. You know, he's having a lot more success and he's a lot closer to that Cody Bellinger than we saw when he was really struggling, but he's a really different hitter now, like a high average guy really cut down on his strikeouts, putting a lot of balls in play. And he is still figuring out the power numbers over the last month or so have started to jump up a little bit, but man, a complete resurgence. Good for Cody Bellinger. Awesome to see what he's doing this year. Rounding out the outfield, the most underrated player in the game, according to Ben Verlander, Kyle Tucker. Yep. He's uh he was on team of the month. He's now on first team of the week this month, three Oh four, three homers, 11 RBIs on the week and an OPS over 1100. Yes. The most underrated player in the game of baseball is Kyle Tucker. What he, he's in the MVP conversation. There's not really much of a conversation in the American league, but he is, he's going to finish. I think top three in that MVP voting this year. He's been fantastic. Now moving to designated hitter. Nick Castellanos. Another guy I love. I mm-hmm. love Nick Castellanos. 400 on the week, four homers, eight RBIs, an OPS over 1,200. Really good first half, all-star. The start of the second half, really, really, really struggled. And he's he's back. That's baseball, right? There's 162. Are you going to be great over 162? No, really, nobody is. Yet you go through a stretch. 
And the good ones, the great ones, figure out how to minimize that stretch. And Nick went through a little rough patch, and he is back to doing what Nick Castellanos does. And, uh, yeah, four homers on the week. Good stuff. He's Just my DH. in the nick of time. Yeah. Let's move to your starting pitcher. Oh, I didn't even realize I did hey. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my puns happen. Just in They're the unintentional. Nick of time. Yes. Unintentional. Yeah. All right. Starting pitcher, Pablo Lopez. Friend of the pod, Pablo Lopez. A lot of friend of the pods here. Pablo yeah. Lopez, Nick Castellanos, Kyle Tucker, uh, Jose Altuve. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Pablo Lopez had two starts on the week, went 2-0, 15 strikeouts, 13 innings pitched, and didn't give up a run. Two yeah. starts. He was almost perfect in those. A 188 batting average against. Shout out Pablo Lopez. He is uh, my starting pitcher. Closing pitcher, Adbert Alze. Yes. Uh, one of the, be Quickly becoming one of the better closers in the game of baseball for one of the most exciting teams right now. Ad, Adbert Alzelay, four strikeouts and three saves on the week. Not a single earned run given up. Perfect in his save opportunities. Baseball's fun in Wrigleyville right now. It's been a blast. So that is my team of the week, which Alex leads to both of our players of the week. I actually do not know yours, but Good. mine okay. is Jose Altuve, who hit... Well over 500 on the week, hit a homer, six RBIs. I mean, look, if you're hitting over 500 on a week, if you're hitting Mm -hmm. anywhere close to 500 on a week, yes, the power numbers weren't through the roof for him. He still did hit a homer on the week, but man, what I I can't imagine. And it wasn't like he didn't, he played every, he was playing every day. Yep. And, and over 20 at bats had... (laughs) It was a fantastic week for Jose Altuve. He is my player of the week. My player of the week was close to hitting 500 on the week, but I'm just so happy for him right now. And the turnaround he's had on Mm. his season, Trey Turner is my player of the week, batting 481, one home run, five RBIs. And just, you mentioned it when we were going through the teams, the moment that that Phillies crowd gave him a standing O, He just completely turned his season around and you can tell the confidence, the power, everything. It it just, it finally feels like it's all coming together for him. Hopefully just in time for that playoff push and playoff run that Phillies are going to make because we were there for playoff baseball in Philly and it is a magical thing to witness. So I'm just... Happy for Trey Turner. Yep. Just in the tray of time. Just in the tray of time. Doesn't work as much. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that is our team of the week and players of the week. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, it is Monday, which means every Monday, the new and improved power rankings. And it just finished up. The Mets beat the Braves, so surely the Mets are going to be at the top of the power rankings now. Because that's... According to everybody on social media, well, my team beat this team, so how's that team higher than my team? Look, you know, the, the A's swept the Braves early in the Are the A's going to be number one? Well, maybe. We'll see when we get there. Let's start at number 10 this week in my power rankings. Alex, 
New team here. Yeah. I said Been during hot on the, them. Hot on them. I'm big on them. Mm-hmm. I also said last week that I regret not putting them in my top 10 yes. last week. The Seattle Mariners. They are here. They were not ranked last week. Haven't been for a little while. They are 63 and 53 and have made quite the playoff push mm-hmm. and gotten themselves in contention. Uh, they are sitting just on the outside of a playoff spot right now behind the Toronto Blue Jays. But the Mariners are at number 10. At number nine, holding strong this week, the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies have been, the Phillies are one of the best teams in the National League. We're just yep. not talking about them enough because the Braves are going to win that division, meaning the Phillies will end up with a wild card spot. But the Phillies have the third best record in all of the National League. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. They are 65 and 54, team number nine for me this week. Number eight, also holding strong, the Tampa Bay Rays. Yep. Rays just chilling right here. They're, They're 71 and 49. The Rays. I gave them a big bump down a few weeks ago, and um, I still, they've just been kind of floating right there ever since. They haven't done enough to get moved back up for me. Uh, They're not playing like one of the best teams. They're not playing like a top, you know, what they're, they're not playing like what their record would state they are. They're currently on top of the AL wildcard race, but over the last few months, it's just been about 500 and, and mediocre baseball. They're a good, not great team right now. That's why I have them down here at number eight. Number seven, also same as last week, the Cubs. Yeah, the Cubbies have been playing great baseball for uh, really since the All-Star break. They're 61 and 57. They're fighting for that NL wildcard spot. They're right yep. on the, they, I think if the season were to end today, they are either right, they're, I think they're in a wildcard spot just on the outside of it. They're within a half game one way or another, but the Cubbies are a blast right now. They're at number seven. And they uh, took the series against the team at number six this weekend, the Blue Jays. Which brings back my argument from the beginning. Well, my team beat that team. (laughs) But this team, did you beat that team? Okay, number six, the Blue Uh Jays, 66 and 54. Uh, They are in that very tight race with the Mariners. And that uh, the AL wildcard race is going to be quite the finish. Blue Jays are playing good baseball. The offense kind of woke up over the weekend, and uh, they had that series against the Guardians where they just weren't putting up any runs. But good weekend series, 66-54. and 54. Um, Yeah, I'll go uh, Blue Jays at number six. Moving into your top five at number five, down one spot, the Astros. Yeah, Astros got bumped down one. Uh, this will all make sense in a little while, but 68-51. and 51. Beat the Angels in that weekend series. Couldn't, couldn't quite... Complete the sweep on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the offense struggled a little bit there, so they end up losing on Sunday. Uh, Astros, very good. They are in my top five at number five. Number four, the team just above the Astros in the AOS as well, but down one spot in your rankings, the Rangers. This is another big one that everybody likes to comment about because the Rangers really, really struggle against the Astros. I mean, yeah. the Astros dominate them in that head-to-head series. However, at a certain point, you got to look at the season as a whole. They are 70 and 48. They are on top of the AL West, and they are not slowing down. They went out and they added at the trade deadline. They've been fantastic since the trade deadline. Rangers, number four. Talk about being fantastic at the trade deadline. Team number three has won eight games in a row, only lost one game since the deadline. The Dodgers or at number two, up two spots. Uh, at number three, up two three, spots. Um, yeah, they were, what, five last week? I guess that's how math yeah. works, right? Up two spots math from five. Hard. Math is hard. Math is hard. They are... Uh, 70... I think because I wanted them at two. No, I was struggling. I was not <laughs> mathing. 
And Alec, the, the Dodgers are number one, Ben, right? Right? No. Dodgers, Dodgers are at here three. at number three. They're 71 and 46, and they are really, really firing on all cylinders right now. The acquisitions they did make weren't the sexy, big acquisitions at the trade deadline, but they've certainly proven to be yep. very helpful. Lance Lynn uh, eating some big innings for them. Uh, he's been really good. Ryan Yarbrough eating some big innings as well, and that bullpen came in and yep. was really good for them. Uh, just everywhere you look, besides don't look too hard at the bullpen, but everywhere else you look, okay. offense, okay. top-notch. Starters have been really good lately, so uh, Dodgers got a good little bump up to number three. Number two, holding strong, the Orioles. Yep, Orioles are 73 and 45, or if you ask their broadcasters, they are 180 and 0 <laughs> this year, but they are still at number two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the, the ownership, I should say. Okay. That's what you got to say. Okay. Uh, the Orioles are the best team in the American League. And I said it last week. I think they grabbed the number one seed in the American League this year. Uh, I would have loved to see them do more pitching-wise at the deadline, but they did not. They added Jack Flaherty, who has been pretty good for them so far. Really yep. good in his first start. The Orioles rake. Absolutely rake. And they are number two for me. And at number one, the best team in baseball right now, the Atlanta Braves. Yep, the Braves are the best team in baseball. They're 75 and 42, um, one through nine. There's, there's nobody better. I mean, what they just did to the Mets in that doubleheader on Saturday. I know they, I know they just lost on, on Sunday, but they had a doubleheader against the Mets where they combined won the doubleheader 27 to three. Wow. Their offense is just relentless. It does not Stop. Right now, the only way you can beat the Braves, and they did go on a, they, they weren't great from the All-Star game on for a little bit, but it feels like they're back now. Unless you're scoring eight runs against the Braves, it feels like you're going to, it feels like you're going to lose. And uh, they're just, yeah, to me, they are the clear and obvious best team in baseball. Right now. Yeah, they are. And that rounds out this week's top 10. Mariners, Phillies, Rays, Cubs, Blue Jays, Astros, Rangers, Dodgers, Orioles and the Braves round out this week's new top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings. And that wraps up our show, Alex. Now, before we go, we've all been heartbroken and devastated seeing the absolute devastation from the wildfires in Maui. And one of the ways that you can help is donating to the Red Cross. You can donate at redcross.org slash Fox Forward. And these donations will help the Red Cross prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from this unimaginable disaster. Absolutely. Very well said. And thank you all for listening to this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats. Make sure you like, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. We got to wrap this one up because... Alex's language has just gotten too bad up here. Well, I and I still don't, don't think I don't trust like, what she's going to say. Is, that doesn't. Is damn or shit? We're worse. done. This is outrageous. I, I Until tomorrow, my friends. Peace. <laughs>